did not like that hit on Kyler Yamamoto and lands a clubbing right hand that fells Justin Hall. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Tonight, the National Football League season is underway. It's halfway through the second quarter. Lions and Chiefs 7-7 in Kansas City. The scoreboard update presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. I got to tell you something here about how close we came to the Labor Day Classic being decided on Saturday. I'm going to say that again, how close we came to the Labor Day Classic between Edmonton and Calgary, a Monday game being decided on Saturday. No, not a doubleheader. No, not the count of the result of Saturday's game also counts for Monday's game, uh, but a little mini game that would have taken the place of the Labor Day Classic. Now you're thinking, Reed, in what voodoo poo-poo world is this happening? Well, this one. So I'm just going to outline a couple of things here. Um, and you, you probably heard the story over the last couple of days. I was talking about it with Chelsea a little bit this afternoon. The CFL Players Association unhappy that the game was played because of the air quality. It was smoky in Calgary. And by the letter of the policy in the CFL, and this is a policy that they've had in place for a while, and I can also confirm our our Dave Campbell, who does on the Elks broadcast and is the producer of the show, talked to somebody connected to the CFLPA today. So if the air quality is seven or higher, they they don't play. Now, they they don't put off the game right away. It's kind of like the the lightning or the weather delays. You, you see if the weather improves. But, but you know, after uh, there's different time frames, it's three hours if the game hasn't started. It's one hour if uh, the game is stopped mid-game. So uh, anyway, um, the, the air quality was such that that game shouldn't have started and, and likely wouldn't have been played at all on Monday. Okay? So there wouldn't have been a Labor Day Classic. So what happens? Do they tie it? Do they try to make it up later? Do they just say, well, you guys are each going to play 17 games and it goes by points percentage if it comes down to a playoff spot or I guess any spot in the standings? Uh, and and, and I, maybe some of you have seen this already. I know I've referred to it before. This is the stuff I'm going to give you right now is on the CFL website. It doesn't like blare at you when you go onto the uh, uh, website, but it's, it's pretty simple. It's cfl.ca slash weather. So if there's a weather-delayed game before the halfway point of the third quarter, which this would have been, it would, the game wouldn't have even started, if the total stoppage time is more than three hours, then they, the, the game obviously would have been tied 0-0. So if the teams do not play each other again, they, then it would be a tie. But if the teams do play each other again, here's what would have happened on Saturday. Now, I know this is uh, uh, sort of the, the, uh, the weather is, a, is above a 7. The smoke is above a 7. So if it was a 7, they would play higher than, so I guess 8 or higher, they wouldn't play. Just to clarify that, I just got a text from somebody. So here's what's what, have, what have, if, if the Labor Day Classic had not been played, here is what would have happened on Saturday. 
prior to the actual full game called the Labor Day rematch. Each team would have gotten two possessions starting at midfield. And that whoever was ahead at the end of the two possessions would have won the Labor Day Classic. That's it. And if you get a touchdown, you have to go for two, just like in overtime. If they're tied after those drives, just two drives each, it would have been considered a tie. They each would have got a point in the standings. They wouldn't have gone to overtime for the shootout game to make up the game that wasn't played. (laughs) Uh, Now, here's the other thing. Let's say they would have started the Labor Day Classic. Uh, and it was, uh, I, I say it was 7 nothing Calgary in the second quarter. And then it's too smoky to play. And then they say, okay, uh, we, we got to decide the winner now before the rematch game. Because Calgary would have had a seven-point lead, they get to start their drives in this little makeup game seven yards closer to the end zone. So they would have started their two drives on the 48. The Elks would have started at the 55. These are actual rules, folks. I'm not making this up. This isn't like, oh, Reed's seeing how far he can take this before we phone in and say, ha-ha, Reed, you fooled us, April Fools. No, this is real. That's what could have happened, and, and the CFLPA is basically saying that's what should have happened uh, in the wake of the uh, air quality on the Labor Day Classic. Now, there are provisions to this that, that – The CFL says we studied some stuff and there are certain point differentials in which it's highly unlikely that a a team is going to recover from. For example, if somebody was uh, ahead by 21 points in the the first quarter, they they would win the game. (laughs) So they've thought of all this stuff. So, So here's the crazy thing, everybody. If, the, if they would have said in the fourth quarter, it's too smoky to keep playing, and there was a delay of one hour, one hour, not three in this case, because the game has already started, the Elks would have won the game because they were ahead by 15, and that it's 13 points in the third quarter or later. Uh, so anyway, I know I've thrown a lot of numbers at you. Maybe some of you knew this already, but uh, you know I have gotten asked this before. Well, what if they can't resume the game? What happened? And we, and we knew about this in Hamilton. And here's the thing, that Hamilton game, during the weather delay, the Elks weren't ahead by enough. So if they had not been able to resume that game in the second half, it would have been a tie. The Elks would have been denied their uh, first win of the season. So, but now, I think this is worth talking about because obviously uh, there is a you know, concern that we're getting more severe weather, that we're seeing more thunderstorms, more lightning in the, in the summer months, you know, in June and July, uh, and that you know, there's concern that there's going to be more fires in, uh, in future seasons as, as well. I, I wish we could just magically dome all the stadiums. And the other question I get is, man, oh man, or, or people will say, well, I, I hope this never happens. Guys, I don't know if you remember, it happened. It happened in August of 2019. Saskatchewan and Montreal, two minutes and 41 seconds left in the third quarter. Saskatchewan won the game 17-10. It wasn't finished. <laughs> they still had 17 minutes left. Saskatchewan got the win. So, to, for I, I know probably some of you are like, come on, Reed, this is stupid. Why are you talking about these what-ifs? I'm talking about it because it's not a what-if. Okay, yes, the stuff with Monday, they did play the game. It's happened. 
And I think there's a ch- we have to recognize there's a chance it might happen again if there's a smoky summer next summer. I mean, there have been nine weather delays this year in the CFL. What, are we going into week 14? That, like that, there's only four games a week, guys. Some, some weeks there's only three. That's a, that's a fair chunk of games that, that have had some sort of a delay. Uh, so, that, you know, this, this might be like you have to try to figure out what pass interference is or we're trying to figure out what a catch was in the NFL a few years ago. You, you may want to brush up on the, uh, on the weather delay rules. So, again, if the Labor Day Classic had not been played, and by the letter of the law and with what the CFL is saying, it shouldn't have been played because of the air quality, it would have been decided with a two-possession-each minigame for midfield before the actual rematch on Saturday. <laughs> so, imagine the drama there. Imagine the drama there. You don't really know where you're going to sit in the standings in about 10 minutes before you go into the full 60-minute game. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there, and I want to plant the seed in your mind. So if somebody's like, oh, man, I wonder what the weather policy is, you could say, Reed talked about it. He told me where to go to look online. Did you know there was a weather-delayed game or a, a, a weather-shortened game that went into the standings? This is not some crazy, you know, low percentage, out of the realm of possibility thing. I, I think it's quite possible. Happy to hear from you tonight, 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Kellen Kennedy is down the hallway. Kellen, like, we, we do talk about some crazy uh, stuff on this show mm-hmm. and we and we do have some uh you know uh, weird uh, weird things this is weird but it's not made up this this is the no actual, this is legit this yeah is the actual weather yeah, policy. i was i was following along on the uh, cfl.ca website as you were telling that yeah yeah it's, it's there yeah hopefully other people did that uh so yeah there's a bunch of provisions again for certain point differentials where you can win a weather-delayed game even if it doesn't reach the middle of the third quarter. Um, So, yeah, the reason Saskatchewan won that game in 2019 is because it was after the midway point of the third and they were ahead. Mm. So in that case, it's just the team that's uh, ahead gets the win. If Before the halfway point of the third quarter, that's where a lot of these other things uh, kick in. So uh, anyway... There's your uh, lesson for the day. And uh, maybe you're shaking your head a little bit. 780-496-0063. All right. So the Elks will play Calgary on Saturday. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff. Game at 5 here on 6.30. Shed. We'll have Coney Ely from the Elks on the show between 6.30 and 7. Former uh, NFLer on the Elks defensive line. I went to Rogers Place today. The Oilers having their captain skates. And uh, this one quote from Leon Dreisaitl really stuck out to me. He was talking about the fine line between winning and losing. Yeah, there's, there's tons of things. Um, you know, penalties, um, uh, you know, sticking, sticking within the system, which I'm not saying that we didn't. We, we always do. We're, we're good that way. But, um, you know, sometimes it's just learning learning how not to lose the game instead of learning how to win it. Uh, you know, I think we're the best team in the league at really clearly winning a game. Um, I think we're not so great at finding ways to lose games. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's just a little bit of maturity. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, you got to go through these, these pains and, and, and tough times to, to learn from it and move on. Yeah, I, I like how Dry said I'll put that. I think that's something you've probably heard me talk about on this show, talk about on Overtime Open Line with Rob Brown. I, you know, if, if I were to simplify sports, there's two ways to win. 
One, make more plays. B, make fewer mistakes. Sometimes you can't do both in a game, but if you do one really well, you'll still win. And I, I think the Oilers, especially with some of the firepower they have, are pretty good at making more plays, right? If it's uh, if, if it's a high event game, back and forth chances, the Oilers are fine there. If it's a uh, tight uh, checking game, um, uh, you know, then then sometimes the Oilers can still figure that out and, and convert their chances a little better. But I think that's – and I think against Vegas that – did plague the Oilers is that, you know, they were in games and then sometimes they made a mistake that was just too costly. You know, a couple of penalties, and I know that Broberg penalty is going to go down in Oilers lore as a call a lot of people don't like, but, it you know, it was called. And the one play I really think of uh, was that play as part of Marcia Show's hat trick where he had that tap-in goal in, in game six. You know, Skinner didn't do a great job controlling the rebound off his shoulder. You know, it goes straight up in the air and lands on the two-inch line. Okay, the goalie has to be a little better there. And then also, if you're defending that play, there can't be nobody around <laughs> when the puck is in your crease and the guy has to tap it in. So, I, you know, I thought that was a, a good comment there by Drysaddle. Clearly, the Oilers are, are a good team. Um, but if they can play, uh, you know, if they have the lead or are in a tie game, especially once you get deeper into the playoffs against other good teams, can they be the team that outweights the other club by not making that big mistake, and then you can make that play that wins the game. As he said, we know Dreisaitl thinks they're the best team in the league at going out there and just winning games, right? Just applying pressure, getting goals, scoring on the power play, all that kind of stuff. Are they quite there yet in avoiding the big mistake? Probably not, but they're pretty close. Okay, we'll uh, hear from Connor Brown as we move along. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right. Well, had to, happy to have you tuning in tonight. Uh, Inside Sports on 630, Chad. We got Coney Ely from the Elks coming up between 7.30 and uh, 8.00, and we'll tell you about a uh, special opportunity to win something pretty cool at the Elks game on Saturday. So, what are the big changes for the Oilers this offseason? They have signed Connor Brown. Connor McDavid's old junior teammate. And uh, Connor Brown on that one-year incentive-laden deal talked about why the Oilers are the right spot for him. Yeah, you know, knowing two of the you know two of the big pieces in here, uh, McDavid and Hyman, uh, two of my friends, um, you know, Hyman, me and him were really close when we were in Toronto, trained together in the summers, and so um, Hyman's been a good friend of mine for a long time too. So, um, you know, when you know two of the, two of the core guys in here, it makes the transition a little easier. So, um, day two in here, and I'm already feeling pretty comfortable. So, uh, you know, that makes it easier for me to kind of play my game. Connor Brown has uh, not played in an NHL game since late October of last season. He uh, was with the Washington Capitals. He suffered an ACL injury. He needed surgery. He missed the rest of the season. He only played four games. He only played four games. And he talked today about mentally working through the injury. You know, it's obviously mental when you're, you know, you feel like, uh, you know, you're, 
you're put into you know set back like that and um, so yeah it's a mental grind to, to get yourself uh, you know back to a point where you feel confident and, and I, I feel like I'm there and so um, you know I wasn't at it alone you know I got a great support system wife family and uh, friends and and uh, the Edmonton staff has been uh, it's been amazing as long as my teammate as well as my teammates here so um, you know I, I feel very grateful to uh, you know have the situation that I've had to be able to bounce back. All right. Well, if, you know, Brown, he only has to play 10 games this season to, to get his uh, bonus with the Oilers, which would carry over to the cap next year. Potentially a really big addition for the Oilers. Maybe going to give them a true top six. They've kind of had a top five ever since they added Kane and uh, Hyman. Uh, you know, it depends, I guess, if Nugent Hopkins might wind up centering a third line, how Holloway does, a couple other guys. But still, this is uh, hopefully a very solid addition for the Oilers. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl explains why Brown's an effective player. A big motor. He's got a big motor to him. Uh, he seems like another another uh, Hyman-like uh, type player. And, um, you know, obviously he, he, he had a tough, tough year last year, but he looks really good, I think. Um, you know, we're, we're going to make sure that he feels comfortable and, and that he gets the time that he needs to get up and roll. And, you know, we, we can't expect him to, to come out of the gates flying. we got to give him a little bit of time and uh, find, find his game. But, um, yeah, very excited to have him. All right. And Brown reunited with Connor McDavid. They played together with the Erie Otters. I know it's been several seasons, but there is uh, some history there. Brown with Hyman as well. They were teammates with the Leafs. But Connor Brown recalls getting to know Connor McDavid in Erie. I had heard of him. I mean, growing up in the Toronto area, kind of everybody had heard of him. Um, just, uh, you know, the type of player he was. Uh, and so uh, when he came to Erie, uh, you know, it was just, it, you know, it was great. It was just fun for me. Uh, you know, I always say, is, uh, you know, as an 18, 19-year-old in the league, three years older than him, he was 15, 16, you know, I don't think there's anyone I learned more from than playing with him, even when he was three years younger than me, just the way he uh you know, the way he approached the game at that age too, but also just the, what he does on the ice and, uh, you know, his, his compete and the way he uses his speed and little things within the game. So um, I'm excited to be uh, front and center to be able to learn some more off him and, and try to, uh, you know, improve my game. All right, that is a little bit there from Connor Brown as uh, the Oilers had their captain skates going on all this week. Dreisaitl and uh, Brown speaking today. Uh, I asked Dreisaitl what the highlight of his summer was. I said, you go to any games or races? And he talked about that uh, tennis match he went to. And then he was kind of like, yeah, I think everybody knows about that because of the, the, the video and the photos of him and McDavid uh, sitting together at that match. And I said, well, what's the caption for that photo? And he's like, oh, you should have to come up with your own. <laughs> I feel a lot of people gave it their own caption anyway, of course. All right. We got Coney Ely, former NFLer, now on the D-line for the Edmonton Elks. He's coming up. It's Inside Sports on Chet.